0: This is Jeff Steitzer, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Double kill,
1: triple kill, overkill, killing spree, killing frenzy, kilimanjaro, kill-tacular, Apocalypse slayer, mmm, brains. <laughs>
0: Welcome, one welcome all to episode 178 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, May 20th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we managed to hit a lighter news week, and it makes way for the upcoming PlayStation showcase. Mortal Kombat 1 is on the way. Awesome. And Overwatch 2 has scrapped its PVE elements. Yikes. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But
1: first, how are you, my friend? I'm doing. I'm doing good. We had some pretty cool stuff, uh, and then some pretty not cool stuff happened this week. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But overall, pretty good week. It's still, still 100% steeped in Breath of the Wild or not uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm yeah, so used to it. Um, so just like man, that game's that game's a trip. That game is, is such a, a trip. Uh, yeah, just I'm at the stage now where I've gotten enough of the story out of the way that I feel like I can kind of just roam for a while. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And I've been sitting, because I have the new Switch now, I find myself like hanging out on the couch or hanging out in bed and like going to different places that I normally wouldn't game um, just because I have like the portability aspect of it now, which I think I want to talk a little bit about later in the episode with some of the other topics and stuff. But how are you doing? How's your week? Uh, the week
0: was tough. We had our end of year testing for our students. Um, so that made it a, a tumultuous time. Like yeah. it, it's just it's just high pressure, unfair pressure on the students, the adults, and it's just not a fun time. But uh, my kids did great. They're my shout out this week for words of kindness. They did fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. um, could not be more proud of them could not be more appreciative of the people I work with, which was really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Gaming wise, like we had we had a bunch of nice wins for XCP. We were able to put up a creator talk with Miles Dompierre that went out, and our interview for the last case of Benedict Fox. So I, I feel like this week was just it, for me. I was going, you know, I was I was focusing on every every other hour. Like, all right, make it to this time, make it to this time, that kind of thing. And so everything yeah. was very fast. Um, and I I calmed down this week by playing some Ravenlock, which I'll tell you about later on in the episode. Nice uh, for sure. So my words of kindness are to the people that helped you know my week go because it was such mm-hmm. a intense week. But uh, I'm feeling really good and glad that um, it's Saturday.
1: So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that feels. Yeah, no, I don't blame you um yeah i was i was thinking about my words of kindness and and i'm gonna i'm gonna do a small shout out to dead idre who tagged me in twitter this week for um because there's there's been a little controversy going on in the cthes community i don't know mm-hmm. if you, you may have heard this i have not uh, i've had my head down this week so so, so the devs made a and i'll, I'll make this story quick because i actually want to get to who i want to thank um which i won't be able to, to uh, if, like talk about in too much because it's still kind of like under wraps but um there was a, a little bit of controversy because uh, there was a patch that went out that removed the functionality of what was considered um, not an exploit, but an abuse of mechanics. Uh, in, in Sea of Thieves, there's uh, harpoons at the end of your rowboat or at the end of your uh, ship. Mm-hmm. And on a ship uh, that is low to the water, like a, like a, a sloop or, or the um, brig, when the water dips, the front end of the ship dips dips but you stay at the same level as the water and it's just uh at a certain point where you can actually grab onto the harpoon um the harpoon like uh uh, interaction point Mm -hmm. is big enough that if if you're outside the ship you can grab onto the harpoon it'll put you on the harpoon and then you just disengage with the harpoon and you're on the deck Mm. which if you're a solo player on a sloop Having someone to be able, having to go up against crews that have more, you know, more than just one person, you have two ladders, but now you have two harpoons you have to guard. And as a solo slooper, that is a, a, it's a pretty big deal to to have four points of entry that you have to be cautious of, two that are far away and two that are close. Uh, So Rare went and made the decision that this is an unintended mechanic and that it was uh, deemed an exploit. So they've patched it out. And the Twitter has just been on fire for the Sea community, streamers and, and gamers alike, constantly sharing their thoughts and appealing uh, opinions about how fair this is or how unfair it is or how it removes things from the game that uh, they, they were using and stuff like that. So there's been a lot of, a lot of heated debates in the Sea in the of Thieves circles about this. Um, so uh, the, the shout out, Dead Eye Dre, uh, there was a post that went out about good eggs in the community. And, uh, the, they went and, and tagged me and I was like, oh, you know, I love them. They're great. They're, they're fantastic. But, That's uh, good. the other, the other shout out that I wanted to do, uh, real quickly was just, uh, George Orton, who's, uh, one of the devs over at, uh, see Thieves um, for, for rare, uh, I talked about one big game, um, a couple weeks ago, I, mm-hmm. I think it was like a few weeks ago at this point, times a flat circle, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm looking to get an interview with them about the one big game thing and uh if if everything goes well then that that will be good but i just want to shout them out for being open to it because not all devs have to put themselves out there for for like interviews and stuff and that's always it's always great when you get those those emails and you see like oh yeah they're they're down to do it so i'm looking forward to that
0: that's cool where would players be able to, to find that interview if it does come to pass
1: if it, if everything goes right, um, that that interview is going to be uh, going out on the Keelhauled Sea uh, Thieves podcast. So just search for Sea Thieves uh, for the podcasts either at YouTube or or in your podcatcher. If you find Keelhauled, uh, I'm I'm like one of a few active podcasts that are still putting out. Sea of Thieves uh, podcast and stuff, so just uh, grow, go there and, and when I do, I'll, I'll definitely have the announcement out on Twitter and stuff. But that'll be kind of like in the future when everything's all said and done if it works out. Very
0: cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Listeners, look for that. Keelhauled always doing big things. Uh, and Keelhaul is one of those shows that like I put on even if I'm not playing See of Thieves actively at the time. It's just mm-hmm. nice to. It's it's just See of Thieves you. is one of those games that you can just hear. You know, you can just listen to, watch, it, you can be a part of it if you're not a part of it, and I think that's cool. Yeah. So. Well, Logan, uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is our Patreon pitch, but this week it's marred and tainted by a yeah. name that that I just oh gosh. Our new Patreon member, Mr. Badbit, he is he is here. He is now decided to to support XEP. I should be thankful. I should be appreciative. Yeah. He's just so he just sucks. You know, it's this guy. <laughs>
1: It's like when you start to see a company or a country start investing in a company you love and you're like, ah, oh, don't do that. No, no, mm-hmm. you don't need to, you yeah. don't need to taint. no, don't take the, don't taint this. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but uh, ugly kid. But I'm appreciative
0: that he has chosen to support XCP. Of course, we support Trophy Room. Uh, Mr. Babbitt, the host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Yeah. I will give them due credit. Uh, he works hard over there. Kyle is amazing uh, at hosting uh, Trophy Room as well. And you and I are going to be working with them. I don't think I told you this. Um, oh, no, this is I did news. not. This is news for you and news for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, on the day of the Xbox showcase, we are going to be partnering with the Trophy Room. And over on their channel, uh, we are going to watch and observe and comment on the Xbox showcase with them. Oh, Logan, you're welcome to
1: join. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thought I'd do this live on well, air. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also a patron for uh, the Trophy Room, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's two hosts over here that are supporting XEP. Oh, pressure! I like this. And and I see there's only one of the trophy room Mm. that are that is supporting that is supporting us. So a little Mm. interesting there. You know, maybe showing who's more open when it comes to uh to you know anonymity when it comes to to gaming. We don't don't like to pick sides. We like both sides of the fence that's right that's right
0: but yeah we're we're gonna be streaming with trophy room uh for the xbox showcase so guys we'll have you links and all that stuff as that comes closer uh but excited for that one just because it's fun to enjoy gaming what i'm not sure is if we'll watch the starfield presentation as well i don't anticipate that that's a lot of sitting in front of the computer and talking i'm not an iron lord i don't have that stamina.
1: i'll do it i can can sit here and stare at at them like and have critiques and be like "Mm, that's a no man's sky thing Mm, that's also a no man's sky thing (laughs) ah they took that from star infinity um that's awesome though yeah i'm looking forward to that that'll be it'll that's a sunday so uh 10 a.m pacific time Mm -hmm. uh what is that 1 p.m eastern i think yep you guys and you're weird and then it'll be like uh, 6 p.m british standard time and then sometime in the australias Mm mm-hmm yeah, there
0: you go. It's gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what the showcase brings because questions galore. Right? Like, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I'm excited in like, a. I can't believe I'm, I'm so like, it's more like a, oh, boy, what do we got? What are you gonna mm. do? You know, like, I, I'm, I don't I'm know. I'm not even tempered. cautiously. Yeah, very even tempered, not cautiously optimistic, not downtrodden, very even just like, all
1: right, let's see. Um, yeah.
0: Because we got a lot of
1: stuff that's coming out right before it. And and because of that, it's hard mm-hmm, to know, sure. like, okay, well, <laughs> everything's being released right before the showcase. So what is actually going to be in the showcase? Yeah. We have a lot of projects, but we, we got, I want to, I want to read our patrons first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, my week this week, it is your week this my week. week. Yes. This week. So folks, if you guys don't know, head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox expansion pass. If you too want to help support Luke in getting that second monitor, think about that. He runs a computer with one monitor, single monitor, like it's 1996 and he's got his pack bell on there and he's ready to sit down and play some Starcraft Brood War or some Diablo. So help him, help him get the second monitor. You can do that by going over to patreon.com forward slash xbox expansion pass just like these tier two and tier three shout outs for robbie bobby miller silent cypher xbox skittle african aka charles jones game positive zach le couture jam pack sam matt valdez neo prime 33 rick davis red beast xbox mike 29 matt without fear The Lord Sir Master, James Suddy. Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer. Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler. Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you all so much for joining up and for being in the Patreon-exclusive Discord for their tier tier 3 and tier 2 subs. Uh, The tier 3 also gets the Xbox Wrap-Up, which is a special episode that we put out at the end of each month where we just we just sit down and chill and chat i think we've talked about the uh, our favorite star wars games the that last month um we, ha- we haven't really thought of any ideas so if you guys have ideas you're tier three you want to hear your some uh, yeah. opinions or some thoughts on stuff that's outside the xbox ecosystem or even within the xbox ecosystem feel free to let us know there
0: very much a behind the scenes show as well like we people ask us or we talk about stuff how we're working on an XCP, what we're looking forward to that kind of thing so it's a it's a fun one for tier threes and tier yeah. twos, uh it seems like creator talks going very well put put out randall thor's episode public last week and then this week miles Dampierre went for patrons um pretty darn cool i lost an episode with Wilmy. i need to, f- to reschedule that one but uh yeah. yeah it definitely definitely a fun one we're appreciative and if you can't support on patreon Uh, like share subscribe rate any of those things are always appreciated guys we just uh we enjoy having conversations with you yeah so definitely logan we put a pin in let's repeat let's let's unpin let's this showcase idea i said that i was even tempered uh not overly excited for anything one you Mm -hmm. know one element of it uh i feel like xbox has a lot to answer but i also don't know that they could we have the playstation showcase coming up this week all signs for that point to having a great showcase Um, yeah i anticipate playstation doing very well in this showcase uh not just leaks and rumors but in general it's time for their next big thing to be shown uh we Mm. had kind of a calm period post ragnarok uh
1: they had horizon
0: and vr2 came out now it's time for the next thing you know
1: yeah no you're you're right like i mean i think everyone kind of led up to god of war ragnarok that hit really really well it's a fantastic game uh, and then everything since it's just been kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's all right. right. I think Sony fans are, are really waiting for final fantasy 16 at the end of June. I think that's going to be like their next major hit. But I, I always love when Sony does their showcases. Cause I think that they're, uh, they've, they've taken that Nintendo formula and, and refined it. And, uh, we saw that a little bit with the Xbox developer showcase that they had in the beginning of uh, January, um, for for when we, I, I think that was like the last major one that we got, mm-hmm. and uh I'm just looking forward to. It. I'm, I'm I definitely hope to see more on Spider-Man Two. I, I kind of want to see like a few things for Sony PSVR Two, um, like astrobot Half-Life Acts. Those are the things I've been talking about the most about wanting. But I also want to know about Wolverine Two because I, I think I think I don't think you'll see Wolverine. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think you'll
0: see Wolverine. Not really. Like maybe you get like a shink and like a little here and there, unless he's in Spider-Man another, 2.
1: Another teaser?
0: Mm. It, if he's in Spider-Man 2, that'd be, yeah, you know, interesting. I don't know that he would be. Um, But my, my point is, I
1: feel like that's too far out, mm. I would think. But um, is Sony the, has, go ahead. Do you know if the Sony t- or the uh, Ratchet and Clank team is the one that's working on? Unsure. I couldn't wonder tell you. I wonder who's doing that. But, uh,
0: you know, I, I will say that uh, I got just too many shout outs in one show. But Trophy Room is, is of course, streaming that one. And if you're yeah. a Final Fantasy fan, you should keep your eye on their channel. That's that's what I will say for them. Um, for sure. But, yeah, I I anticipate this being a good showcase for Sony. I really think it's like this feels like a good vibe for them. A lot of things yeah. are going Sony's way, um, despite PSVR kind of being a middling
1: landing. Well, can, uh, Go ahead. I, I I don't know, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, PSVR 2s only been available through the Sony PlayStation Store. And that's not how a lot of gamers buy their stuff. That's how enthusiasts in the, in the market buy their stuff. And, and now we're just seeing that stuff like hit GameStop. We're just seeing the PSVR 2 be available on Amazon as well as Best Buy. So I'm willing to bet that now that they've got a gauge on how many people bought directly from them, that we'll start to see like different things happen with uh PSVR2 now that it's available in more places because a lot of people have like you know loyalty points or subscriptions things like that that they go through with like those other retailers that they would mm-hmm. hold out on for you know plus they're waiting for like any kind of deals and stuff like that. So I, I I think it's still too early to tell. I
0: don't think it's too early to tell. I think they cut their own projections but I'm not rooting against it. Like to me mm-hmm. healthy VR is only good for the industry. And I think that's, a, you know, that's true of a lot of things like healthy game companies make yeah. for a better game industry, um, and w- which is, you know, kind of obnoxiously having to bring up the ABK stuff. It's very frustrating to see the CMA hold out on not doing it while the EU is clearing it. Uh, China's clear cleared it this past week. Like there's a yeah. lot of that's like 30 plus countries are clearing the ABK <laughs> merger only uh, the UK and us are standing in the way for reasons that don't feel clear. Um, yeah. And, and it bothers me because healthy game industry, healthy competition in the game industry, in what is clearly not a monopolization of something that yeah. only makes for better things like tears of the kingdom is good for the game industry. Uh, it was breath of the wild that set a lot of standards for what we've come to expect. And, and it yeah. led to immortals Phoenix rising, which copied the formula, but did it very well. Um, and it turned and around
1: fast, on. too. Yeah. Like, surprisingly and, and
0: fast. Who knows what lessons Tears of the Kingdom will teach, but I, I, good games and good things teach our industry in a positive way. And so, like, I'm hopeful that PSVR 2 lands well. Um, and I'm curious if this showcase does anything for it. But I, I, I anticipate a lot of really good news for Sony players um, yeah. and some, some disappointed sighs from Xbox players during this showcase. And we'll see what happens with the other...
1: well we know that uh, the show the sony showcases do tend to have uh a few things that they'll they'll present you know kind of like it's oh it's like it's theirs but there's there's third-party content that will make its way over to xbox as well typically with those shows and vice versa too xbox always does like promotions and stuff where it looks like it's going to be an xbox exclusive they just happen to have the marketing rights for it and stuff so sure i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what third-party content gets announced that I'll be able to use on my asymmetrical stick controller because that's the proper way.
0: Mm, I do you think it is? Because I agree. I think I, I, I appreciate the dual sense, but I don't, I'm not impressed by it. And I very I much
1: do. think offset sticks are the way to do it. Yeah, I think I ha- I think having the higher uh, the higher left uh, move stick is more natural for for constant use, whereas uh, having it lower to the left uh, or to lower on for the left stick is just it's. I don't know. It, it's, it works, but it's not where I feel natural. It feels like it's, it's, I don't know, something about having the D pad below the the control stick is, is it just, it makes more sense like mentally where mm-hmm. I should be going for like secondary item stuff. Like, I don't know why it's just, and I think it's because both Nintendo and micro or Microsoft have like kind of sat in the same same seating as far as like there's a section over here where there's asymmetrical controllers and there's the other section over there where it's just the the symmetrical controllers but right i think asymmetrical is just it's it's more natural to me
0: we are playing a game for review right now and i will say that for the first time in a long time i noted how appreciative i was of offset sticks because of this game yes Uh, (laughs) which was interesting i was like Huh? <laughs> it really matters to me right now. Yeah, it
1: really does, yeah. <laughs> it's like all right. So that was a funny I know what of, you're talking kind of about. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll um, have to talk off offline about a couple of things about that cuz uh I I definitely want to get your thoughts on that, but yeah. yeah. We'll we'll be I've able to talk about it. it in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it when it's when it's time for sure. Yeah, but a fun one for sure.
0: Uh let's talk about some of this this uh Mortal Kombat stuff cuz this was really cool. The trailer from Mortal Kombat 1 launched. I don't know if they had planned to launch it when they did, but, but yeah. there were so many leaks of Mortal Kombat 1 kind of kicking out there.
1: Well, those um, were all through from Ed Boon. That was the cool thing.
0: Oh, like I thought we... Windows Central and and a few others had kind of spit out that it was called Mortal Kombat 1 and a few other
1: things. They they were like they were kind of I mean they probably had heard about that but mm-hmm. I mean there those kind of things like like it was it was pretty assumed like you and there's a couple good videos out there about this but it was like everyone knew that there was going to be a time element like they might be rebooting the series but no one, no one that I can I can point to knew for certain that it was going to be called Mortal Kombat One until the second teaser that Ed Boone had, had put out came out, and then everyone like when it when you saw the clock go from like nine, 12. ten, eleven, and then skip past twelve and go right to one, that's when everyone's like, oh, it's a reboot, it's gonna be one. Yeah, that's, that's my. But I don't know people. People have their sources; they won't name them, and because of that, it's all kind of like. Your say. Right. Well, I was really impressed by the trailer. You had me rewatch it just before the
0: show because I'd watched it on my phone and you were like, no, you need to rewatch. And so I did. And man, it is good. Um, mm. I'm really excited for Mortal Kombat one in a way I didn't expect to be. I am not a Mortal Kombat fan, per se. I tend to skew towards Street Fighter, of course, with Street Fighter yeah. taking off the, the Xbox One generation with street fighter 5 that was ps playstation only which i still think was a disappointment regardless of sales like don't cut a fighting game community um Mm -hmm. but i've always lended towards the the street fighter side of fighting games which has me so excited for the next street fighter but also injustice came in and as a diehard dc fan yeah it's (laughs) it's such a good fighting game such a good story the comics for both one and two were amazing as well so i loved injustice one and two minus the gear system in two um was just really really fun so i have mixed feelings because i know i love the mechanics of mortal Kombat. i'm good at it um i once won a year of game pass for for beating some some like pro gamer in an xbox canada like i just jumped in and fought
1: well, In, justice too and so i was like oh cool look the, those the canadians up there you know i'm going to throw a little shade y'all like it's there's like there's gaming there's like good gaming there's like good gamers out there you know there's mm-hmm. they they got good they did the thing they got the good mm-hmm. and then there's like, mm-hmm. like like the canadian gamers and we love them they get a lot of bones thrown to them from the pr companies cuz they know they're like they're, they're rooting for them mm-hmm. you know that's I'll,
0: I love that we preach, like, no console bias, <laughs> friendship in gaming, and you just attack the whole country.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, I don't care what they play. They can play whatever they want. I love that they're playing multiple consoles and stuff, but I will attack them. I'll attack yeah. them. Yeah, they, took, they took the good donuts. That's all I'm going to say. That's that, I'll,
0: Yeah, I'll give them that. What is that? Tim Hortons, they have that, too? That's, like, their only thing they, they claim? Yeah, yeah. Is Tim that the-
1: Hortons, they got some... Meese or m- mooses, whatever you moose, want to call mooses. them. I guess that's cool. Moose, just moose, moose. Just moose. Yeah, you have your, yeah. you got your moose. We see you. Look, we yeah. got a bald eagle. Okay. I don't know who I'm even attacking. It. At I don't this know point. who you are either. But like, <laughs> we're really going in on these Canadians. All right. <laughs> like,
0: well, so many of our friends are Canadian podcasters. But all right. I see you all with your beavers. What do oh, you got? Gosh. I don't know. <laughs>
1: dying a little inside and we're back okay so you, got your, um, you got your when your game pass from being yeah, a yeah. canadian in, in in a game I, for sure not in person but in a, right. in a game
0: yeah and i i like the mortal Kombat injustice formula mm. i am excited because ed boone's excited and i really love what he does he is one of those dream interviews he's one of those there are a few people that i'll do what i consider to be Unprofessional if you're a real journalist, but in the enthusiast press, there's a a muddied line of like asking for an interview on Twitter, right? Because like on the one hand, you might get lucky and it's happened before. On the other hand, I don't like being that guy. Um, but except with Cliffy B, I will keep asking Cliffy. Um, but but I would love to interview Ed Boone. Like that's a really big one just to talk to him because this man has seen everything in this industry and been with Mortal Kombat since the first Mortal Kombat been through reboots been through how many game generations how many control schemes mortal Kombat <laughs> armageddon on the wii was really good like i want to pick this man's brain and he's a diehard dc fan which is for me would be a joy it's really cool to see the, the love that he has for for fighting games for the industry for dc etc so for mortal Kombat one to be coming out this year in the same year as street fighter six in the same year as presumed the new Tekken. Tekken. yeah um it's just like goodness what's your what's on your mind ed boone i want to hear it i want to talk to him it's
1: crazy we've also got um because guilty gear just came out recently we just got a new guilty gear
0: and there are six or seven people that are really good at that game you know
1: dude that game like faust and soul oh man that game is so good i got Guilty Gear. i got i got into guilty gear in the ps2 era and uh xx and uh man that game oh i just love those characters and the the main stuff that there's just some really good characters in that one i still i still lament the days of when i was good at, at fighters and stuff and the soul calibers like where's the soul calibers capcom what's going on with that like why can't we get any more soul calibers i'm gonna tell you right now um if there is ever
0: this is true uh, i something i really want is xcp to earn like the hey get a fight stick I don't know that's what I'm trying to say like you know how you landed a switch and it was yeah. like this moment a fight stick kind of thing like I'm I'm gonna get a fight stick this year I know it mm. right like I because to play with it yeah let's say Street Fighter <laughs> I'm so excited for Street Fighter Mortal Kombat yes would I go back to Injustice and fight with Elu uh mm. from from SG yeah like I see myself getting back in I'm thinking about getting a a, a fight stick but I don't Do know it. which one but it, here's oh. the thing like. I don't know what. So what I was getting at was like, does anybody in the XCP community that listens or what know of a good fight stick for someone who's I'm not a professional, but I don't want to be disappointed. I had the Street Fighter Four fight stick and loved it. Mm -hmm. I want one that looks cool, is fun to play with, but won't like kill me. Is that out there? So if anyone in XCP's community knows of that, let me know because I'm leaning towards that. That might be like what our Patreon. No, it's going to go to monitor.
1: Whatever. I, I, you you need a, you need a second talking. monitor for sure, but I wouldn't blame you for wanting to get a flight a fight stick for that. Yeah, yeah. So so that's kind of what's on my mind
0: is, you know, when I saw this Mortal Kombat trailer, it's like I'm not a Mortal Kombat diehard, but I Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Dude. Tekken, it's like. Mm.
1: Mortal Kombat One, like, and and this is for those of you that like. We should probably dive into a little bit of the actual news about it, as opposed to gushing about. It. But I gotta say, like, if you ever get the if you ever get the Ed Boon okay for an interview, I want to be there just so I can talk about my love for Sub Zero uh, mythologies because that was that was a series that died, and 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 you know, people probably probably point to that and be like, yeah, there's a reason why that died, but. I don't know, there's something, there's something about it that I was just like, ah, oh, you know, this would have been cool if they had had, like, an, and it was a time of spinoffs when no one was asking for spinoffs. Something that I think would also be interesting is the
0: storytelling they've managed to accomplish with Yeah. With, some, with, with fighting games, right? Like, that's, it's for a long time, a yeah, for a long time it wasn't there, but they've really done a good job in multiple genres, like, uh, multiple franchises, Mortal Kombat yeah. and Justice, they've really done a good, good bit for storytelling. Um, which is crazy. But let's talk about one specifically. It's slated to launch September 19th, which I think is a nice distance from the June 2nd uh, release of Street Fighter, um, which will really be cool to watch how the fighting game community reacts because fighting game community is kind of like wrestling for me. I don't follow it, but I check the highlights for fun. Mm. I enjoy the, the entertainment value that it brings. And with some of the stuff that Street Fighter is doing as far as like commentators, um, and esports elements and sony kind of owning evo a portion of evo i know that so manages yeah. to kind of like compete with a k in this, this <laughs> kind of category that's like good. i think that's the cool thank you um but september 19th for mortal Kombat one uh looks like peacemaker
1: and homelander are going to be in the game which and, is uh, cool. uh jean-claude van damme also oh really i didn't see that yeah jean-claude van dam is gonna be in the game like what all right <laughs> nuts I, so, I that's that's cool that's yeah cool. yeah and you can uh if you pre-order um you also get access to uh shang sung and a week's like. really
0: character character locks with pre-orders kind of bother me
1: Oh, kind of bother me.
0: dark side i think was a fair. pre-order lock for injustice 2 yeah. come on i don't like that aspect cosmetics mm. yes i'm cool with that okay but the, but characters kind of do bother me a
1: little bit so that's fair Curious how everybody like, else feels yeah no well i mean that's i mean if you like mortal Kombat, there's a good chance you're gonna like this one because it's it's like they've completely they've completely wiped the slate like they've mm-hmm. completely said like this is this is mortal Kombat, but it is like a fresh story start for mortal Kombat. so mm-hmm. there's no expectations on on history like it's it's almost as if like um everyone used the whole men in black little blinky thing mm-hmm. and just completely wiped everyone's memory so there's no there's no clue like how people are going to react uh, like we saw uh uh the the um, sisters in the uh, character i'm blanking on their names looks like melina Molina. yeah um sitting in the van or in the, in, the van, in a van down by the river uh we saw them in a carriage like together mm-hmm. and it was like okay and same thing with uh scorpion and and uh sub-zero like it looked like they were gonna fight and then they they just weren't and it right. was just
0: hmm so, expectations are very much on hold and they've got several characters confirmed kind of like your mainstays Johnny Cage, yeah. Shang Tsung, Molina, Katana, uh, Kung Lao, Raiden, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Liu Kang, kind of all your mainstays yeah. uh, with, with the absence of a, a couple, which would make sense if it's a reboot timeline wise, like you don't see uh, Kate. Uh, who's the blonde girl? Sonya blade. Goodness. Gracious. <laughs> we had the voice actor for the daughter of Sonya blade on the last yeah. episode. Uh, <laughs> Weeks ago last interview yeah yeah so you know bottom line i'm excited i'm curious to know how many fighters are available at launch because of the way street fighter is releasing characters uh, and how many will be available not available and how they're the, the, the the fighting game big big pillar fighting games are now doing like character releases as reasons to get the character pass get the season pass stay engaged um shoot even my one of you know i love power rangers for some reason uh the fire ranger fighting game battle for the grid did that same thing as well. Um, so I'm just curious to watch this go. I think fighting game communities are just really exciting to follow. And I'm really glad Xbox is getting the full breadth with street fighter back in. So, yeah,
1: do you, or you mean, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. <laughs> um, well, the absence of street fighter really killed, felt, killed excitement because it's like, yeah. why own an Xbox? If you're a fighting game enthusiast, that was your thing right yep for Um, sure because killer instinct didn't do what people wanted it to in the xbox one despite being a good
1: game which is crazy too yeah because that was a it was a free game and you could you just you know it it was it was a really good fighter you know kind of surprised
0: I think with killer instinct and this is a relevant topic given that we have a showcase coming up. is killer instinct involved? I doubt it. Um, but like you know, is that a possibility to see that that franchise come back? I think the answer is yeah. yes. Um, but I think that the way that killer Instinct was handled on Xbox one it it didn't sit in your game library the same way. It was an app mm. at one point and it, things were slow to load and it was a little it was a confusing method of distribution because the way they locked characters and didn't lock characters it was i don't think the community or the technology was quite ready for what they were trying to accomplish with delivery and so only the most enthusiastic and interested parties would check it out um and that's a shame because i i missed out on some great times i'm sure playing as rom from gears the arbiter like they had some cool crossover characters but it was a pain it seems so silly but it was a pain to play that game yeah, outside of the actual you know fighting portion so i'm hopeful that uh if, we see Killer if they, Instinct come back
1: what if they did like a killer instinct gold version where they just sold like everything as a small bundle as like an anniversary edition or something like i haven't checked the dates and stuff but it'd be I'd interesting play. in the year of fighters to get like a like a just a, a normal regular release of killer instinct like thrown onto 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 game pass uh with like everything already taken it might care of already be though you. it is it is but it, it's like you don't have to think about everything you, you just go in and be able to play it's all there kind of thing.
0: Eh, maybe yeah yes i want killer instinct to come back because like we talked about a couple you know 30 minutes ago or so it's like healthy community builds better games like having a healthy killer instinct would be great for the fighting game community um but it needs to be done right and, and well and uh maybe the word risk the words risk averse aren't appreciated enough because we want companies to take risks but with killer instinct you need a hit so like don't go too crazy yeah. get a good game out there um and is it is it going to be killer instinct or is it going to be microsoft crossover fighter because i'll buy either one but i don't want an in-between right Yeah. Um, that is kind of one kind of small thing I get annoyed with is when a non DC character is in injustice, right? I think Scorpion was over there, uh, Mm. you know, or Joker's maybe that's like a dumb thing. Maybe that's boost engagement, but when your foot is half in versus like Fortnite, where it's like, yo, anybody you want go. That's kind of how I think of it. But, but maybe, maybe I'm just talking to my butt here. Cause I just, I'm such (laughs) a casual mortal Kombat fan. Um, but really excited to get back in, you know? Yeah.
1: No, but I yeah, if you guys
0: want mind. Killer Instinct back, comment, comment. I'm curious. I would love to read the comments on that one because I'm very curious about Killer Instinct. I saw some co- outlets were like pushing the idea. I don't know. Like, is there really demand
1: or is that just because it's an Xbox exclusive? Yeah. You know, interesting, uh, interesting little note. I was looking up uh, what Iron Galaxy was on. You know what mm-hmm. Iron Galaxy has been helping out with? What's that? Overwatch.
0: Oh, what a transition. Overwatch 2 had some rough news for its fans this week, and I would imagine Iron Galaxy uh, maybe once out of that one because Overwatch 2 has scrapped PvE plans. This is a big deal. Director uh, Aaron Keller came out in a blog post and pretty much said that Blizzard has decided to forego uh, any more development on the PvE co-op hero mode. Uh, story missions are still coming for season six but it's essentially yeah. going to be part of the the multiplayer element talent trees long-term progression all canceled uh i to tell you man it really feels like overwatch has been the most mismanaged big ip in gaming um and i realize i'm saying that on an xbox show where halo infinite had a troubled launch but or, uh, a troubled legacy po- post-launch but post-launch yes yeah, the launch for halo infinite was was great still a great game yeah. to go back to um and season four is coming. There's some stuff in our smaller news. We'll notes get into
1: there, but... that. Hold off. Okay.
0: All right. Well, it's just that I was never a, an Overwatch guy and it's just like everything for Overwatch two just seems disappointing. People, it's it spiked. Is. people were into it and then just, brr, so, I just feel like it's gone. It, th-
1: here's, here's the troubled legacy of, of Overwatch two folks don't know. Uh, let me take you on a little, a little voyage here. Take you uh, on a journey. Lo- Logan uh, was on an odyssey. Um, and back in 2019, I think is when, when it happened. Um, I could be a little off on my years there, but I went to a few blizz cons in my day Mm -hmm. and, um, 2019 was a very interesting one because that was the year that we, I'm pretty sure that's the year that we got the, well, don't you all have phones? And, uh, which is a reference to Diablo immortal. If you're not familiar, which is making them a buttload of money because people cannot restrain themselves on phones. Uh, so, We also got the announcement of Overwatch 2. And we also got the announcement of Diablo 4. So Diablo 4 and Diablo Immortal were being worked on in tandem. One was uh, originally outsourced to a different company who had been building a mobile game that was skinned uh, as Diablo. And then it went in-house and they started to refine it over the couple of years and then eventually came out. And then Diablo 4 has always been the mainstay for the Diablo team. And Overwatch 2 was a game that had a lot of promise. They wanted to build something beyond what the ashes of the the scrapped MMO project Titan was. And out of the ashes of Titan came Overwatch. And it was a huge success because it introduced hero shooters uh, in a way that we hadn't seen with a lovable cast that was very Pixar-like and great storytelling through the cinematic. There was a hamster and a gorilla there was a hamster a gorilla a sexy lady another sexy lady and then another lady who is also sexy but in a kind of uh death by snusy way and we got plenty of other characters like robots and and uh, cowboys and ninjas and stuff and it was great everyone had their own thing mm-hmm. um and with overwatch 2 they had, they had promised kind of the story aspect. Like we had had PVE missions and events and stuff like that in Overwatch 1. And there's a community out here that loves the Pv- PVE aspect of, of that game for those events. So when Overwatch 2 came out, everyone's like, oh, well, this looks like DLC. And the idea was, it's like, okay, well, it's the same engine. They're going to take everything. They're going to they're gonna tune it up so they can do some more live service stuff with it, but also bring in all the PVE hero stuff. And the trouble with this was... Um I got to play builds of the game that had the PvE hero stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. It was really really fun. It's kind of like Left 4 Dead but in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And you got talent trees, you got abilities, and those abilities got augmented. So if, you, if you're if you familiar with StarCraft 2, where you had like kind of the co-op campaign missions and stuff, and you had like the different trees that you could kind of build out with the different skill abilities, very similar to that. You could see a lot of the DNA crossing over between the teams. And it was going to be a lot of fun. The mission was interesting. It was great to play as different heroes. You know, it was a little team-based thing, but, you know, just like its own... Story mode, and you were going to traverse around the world, kind of like the old Street Fighter Two screen, uh, when you fight out, went to different fighters and stuff in their own lands, and it it looked like it was going to be a promising answer to the folks that enjoyed the full PVE aspect of the events from Overwatch One, and we were we were told everything from our uh, purchases to our skins to our heroes, everything from Overwatch One was going to be made available in Overwatch 2. So we didn't lose out on anything by moving over to Overwatch 2. And all of the maps that were going to be in available for Overwatch 2 that were new were going to be brought back to Overwatch 1 so that those that didn't want to buy into Overwatch 2 yet wouldn't feel like they were cut out of a gaming pool of of maps. So there was going to be a lot of crossover. I'm still struggling to follow you on this journey. That's, <laughs> this is a complex journey. I don't have any list... That's that's a lot. Yeah. Already that's a lot. The the Ooh. promise was was going to be there. So then COVID hit. Hmm. 2020 was a wash. We lost out on BlizzCon. The controversy with Activision and the the, the, the sexual harassment to the allegations of many different people. Uh heads of, of, of Blizzard were removed. Influence from Bobby Kodak had started to come out with the Overwatch team as uh, wow was floundering um mm-hmm. heroes was was on its way to being come uh, to becoming a legacy title mm-hmm. starcraft 2 esports had died heroes had died like overwatch was the only esport that was really pushing anything diablo 4 was still in early stages and blizzard needed money they needed to be making money and then you could see that influence start to come in from kodak which is why i want that dude out for this mm-hmm. deal um and you could start to see like some of some of the passion for Overwatch started to erode. You know, things were taking too long. They had to pause development on Overwatch One to be able to continue to focus on Overwatch Two. Then they decided to scrap the idea of Two being a standalone product and just make it Overwatch. And now we're at this stage where Overwatch Two looks great. It, it plays just like Overwatch One. And they can do a lot more with like the 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 systems that are involved with it. But to hear that Aaron had to come out and announce, uh, which shout out to Aaron Keller because he's he's a family member of mine somewhere in a distant relation because both of us are Kellers. But to hear that they're having to scrap this co-op hero mode, mm-hmm. it, it must have been such a bummer to have to hear that because there were there were teams that had been literally working on this since before 2019 to try and get this mode out and so many different things happened over the course of the last four years that have just really just destroyed the 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 drive of that team and i have some friends that are over on that team now and they're they're doing the work that they're doing but it's completely unrelated to this and they're loving it but i just i, I feel so bad Because this was something that so many of us were looking and, and it's, it's easy to be a cynical outsider and look at this and be like, man, Overwatch is really just kind of floundered and why did they even bother doing it? You can clear, they just, they just let it die on the vine. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there was a lot of passion on that team. And there was a lot of, a lot of hiccups that, that a lot of bumps in the road that they had to, that they tripped on. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's such a bummer to see all of that gets scrapped because I think if they had the if they had better conditions, mm-hmm. if they didn't have to deal with so much stress at work, mm-hmm. and they could just work on the game, this really would have been a a, a huge monumental Overwatch two game. And it's just and it's and it's kind of like the same thing that we're seeing with over with with uh, Halo, Halo Infinite. Yep. And and it's such a bummer because you know they're capable of great, mm-hmm. and they're not getting to do great because of outside forces. Right. That's true of a lot of uh, Halo and and Overwatch are comfortable
0: compliments in this conversation, but I think it's true of a lot of games, right? Think about yeah. Call of Duty's where you kind of hear that that mm. mid July article it hits such and such team is getting help on, you know, yeah. uh, God, for the life of me, I can't remember the, the in the moment Infinity Ward and Raven, Ra- not Raven, Raven, uh, Rock's. No. R- not rock steady <laughs> but it's it's like an r1 I, I can't remember they make it's, there Ops. is a raven one because i um, know uh
1: ted timmons from uh previously of rare is a working over at raven studios yeah um, their support studio were... now but they used to be like a yes. prime time one of the main uh, ones and they got that project kind of they do more sledgehammer. the sledgehammer oh sledge oh, yeah. sorry i don't know why i blanked on that i'm sorry uh but Completely but my point is
0: big studios pressures from the outside interference. They have these great things on, on paper and maybe even working. And then somebody comes in and says, no, we need this mechanic. No, we need this timeline. And it's like, we wasn't built for that. That's not what this was for. And yet it, it takes away the, the dream of the team that was working. And that's disappointing, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. So to kind of summarize everything, um, it's it's they're still planning on doing some stuff with the with the pve content but the the whole like mode that they had planned out for the hero mode that's because that was originally announced to be coming out later or, or at, at the beginning of this year when it launched last year in what was it september um mm-hmm. or early october i can't remember which but yeah they said it was kind of come out later in the first year of 2023 it's now like close to the end of the first half and they they announced that that got scrapped and I don't know what they're going to be doing. I, I really don't, because um, it definitely feels like a lot of the a lot of the drive that was keeping Overwatch afloat mm-hmm. um, has has just been sucked out of the uh, room. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't either. And like that wasn't the only bit of kind of bad news for for
0: hardcore fans of certain titles. I'm thinking about Silk Song. Silk Song. If if that whole like it'll be out in the next twelve months thing had stuck strong uh yeah. from last year Silk Song would have been out and they announced that the game was intended for q1 didn't make it it's delayed now um which i loved hollow knight and i'm curious why though so many people are die hard for hollow knight 2 but despite me loving it i'm like this doesn't feel like a game that people would get hyped for it feels like a great game that when it gets here we're all going to play yeah but not one that people would be like marking their calendars on but maybe i'm just out of it right like I I preferred Ori, which was fantastic. Um, I think I thought Ori kind of hit different. I was excited for Ori, but I'm not excited for Hollow Knight. Maybe it's a difficulty thing. Uh, I'm not sure, but I did beat Hollow Knight.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting to see kind of the fandom so so fervent fervent
0: feverish fervently ravenous thing. ravenous they're they yeah, excited ravenous. for hollow
1: night yeah ravenous i'll go with ravenous it's it's interesting to see them just like it's kind of like um ains and banjo kazooie it's like it, you know it'll come out when it comes out but man i i don't i i know why folks are excited for it. it's a nostalgia mm-hmm. thing it's it's a it's a desire to live in that world kind of thing but mm-hmm. i i'm very surprised at, at the just how often people are like oh it's it's going to be amazing when it comes out. It's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Same, same, <laughs> but I'm sorry that it's
0: delayed because I know people were stoked for it. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder, like, I really do not mind the whole within the intention of releasing in the next 12 months. That doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I doubt they do it again. And <laughs> uh, I still like the idea of like, Hey, why do you need it right, right now? I think we talked about that last week, um, but I doubt, I doubt they'll say that again. for this yeah. year. So, ah, well, Um, we, I want to talk about the rogue ally, but because we brought up halo infinite, let's kick that one real quick. Season four set to launch in June. Uh, that's good timing for the showcase. I bet you we see a nice sizzle reel of, Hey, why you should go back to infinite. Um, I doubt it'll kick anybody to go back to infinite, but I'm excited for halo fans. I'm a halo fan. I know I will go back because there's a new progression system that's going to be, uh, launching with it. They have infection mode coming guess we're not seeing project atonka i feel like we'd already kind of know if it was coming but who knows um that's the battle royale yeah. but i don't think a sizzle reel of halo is gonna bring anybody back but i know i'm going back uh because i never really left you know like it, does that make sense
1: yeah they're in the they're in the the stage where they're comfortable with the community they have yeah. I, I I don't think that I don't think that they can make an announcement outside of like a story expansion that's going to pull anyone outside of Halo's circles back into the Halo circle um, at this point because I right. there was a lot of buzz around like the the last season that got launched and how everyone was enjoying the new the new map we like we talked about it we played it really um, good we, season we we love the new we love the new maps we love the new uh, weapons and stuff Halo is just kind of moving forward with their with their kind of seasons at this point it's kind of like sea of thieves you know unless some big news thing pops up some big key feature that gets pulled in like a uh, project to or like a new story expansion i imagine just like with uh destiny it'll just kind of be living and in, in breathing with that community and the seasons mm-hmm. that they get announced i'm glad that they've got the cycle down it feels mm-hmm. like they finally have a bead on on the content release um yep. You know a few things had to die for that but you know
0: we yeah. got there definitely missed the mark on becoming the next thing you know yeah like it didn't return halo to the glory that it could have it really could have it was so I, close but uh but i'm glad is, the community is possible though strong. yeah i think it's possible I think it's possible i don't think it's it's the i don't think when halo was big it was big in a space that had no competitor right yeah. It was the first person shooter on console that that nothing could rival because there was nothing else. Uh, and when Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, the first Modern Warfare arrived, that entered in the juggernaut stage of, yeah. of and it was multi-platform. So I don't think it could ever dominate solely the industry the way Halo once did because the industry is so fundamentally different. Yeah. But Infinite did have a chance to hit big. It was going to be free to play multiplayer. Uh, cloud was, was there. Xbox was new. Uh, they had a chance to do something special and, and they whiffed the chance to take it to the, the next level, but yeah. halo infinite in its own right is a good game. I think that the, the two messages get muddled by accident. It is a good game. It did launch well. Um, and you should play it. That is a fun story. That is great multiplayer, but it didn't have the legacy, the 10 year plan, the SlipSpace engine, the expansions to make halo mainstay again and so there are yeah. two things happening there that they often get crossed when people discuss them and on you know these spaces um and i think that's kind of what's going on but really excited for infinite season four gonna play it doubt it's gonna bring it back to mainstay uh tatanka yeah. is the only chance of that happening and that's who knows man how do you beat, how do you beat warzone and, and, and fortnite they're too good
1: yeah that's the thing is like they've got they've got years and years of of development in those worlds um there is there is a universe where xbox series x and s launched with halo infinite and they had the content down they had the uh, the monetization uh more streamlined and it was like it and, and it was you know they'd like packed in halo infinite with the purchase for the first like there's a world where if they had packed in halo infinite as a game that came with uh you know like three months of game pass for multiplayer but the but the full game for the first year with the console launch like it would because remember they came they had a special edition xbox series x for halo mm-hmm. that came out with no halo And it's just like, it's, it's crazy to think that that's a, that's a world where, where had everything lined up perfectly, you would have been able to buy an Xbox Halo Infinite special edition with the game on day one, like on launch. And it's just like the the plans are there. They just, they got to work out the execution. And I think there's a world where that execution happened and Xbox is like an amazing, an amazing uh, story of coming out of the Xbox one era and stuff, but still, yeah. Got to echo it. Halo infinite is a fantastic game. I would love that story. I want more of that story. Yep. I just, I don't know when I'll get it. Yeah. Agree. Agree.
0: Uh, Logan, last week we, for, we, we skipped over this topic because we just didn't have time, but I want to give you a chance to talk about the rogue ally. Um, this is your bread and butter. Uh, think it's cool. Uh, it, yeah. it is cool. And it's a, it's a road roadway for Microsoft to reach more gamers if they play their cards right. And it feels like they are, but, uh, I want to open the floor for you to talk about the rogue ally and what that could mean to Xbox gamers.
1: So did, do, do I, don't, I don't remember. maybe this is just me ever since I got the, 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 what's in my bedroom. That's where, <laughs> that's how crazy playing, uh, tears of the kingdom is, uh, right now. Cause I have the new switch. just looked over at the dock and it's not in the dock so i was like where the heck did i leave it zelda Um, the aphrodisiac It's not gonna i'm not gonna take that bait um there is a world right now where uh handheld gaming is starting to really take off um Mm -hmm. steam really helped push the needle forward with the steam deck and now the the uh, asus is is getting into the market this is something that they talked about a long time ago, but they've come out with the Republic of Gaming or the ROG ally. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw it on Phil's shelf. He's been using it. Mm-hmm. So we know that that he's he's Im- like intimately working with Asus as far as like, uh, uh, you know, what the experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And this is the device that is is going to be fantastic if you are a fan of handheld gaming um it's like 600 bucks for the base model but it's 700 dollars for the the main one which is probably probably a little high in my opinion considering like you can get an xbox series x for 500 um but steam decks can run pretty high as well so this is definitely going to be a high high tier enthusiast product um it's more expensive than an xbox yeah, it's it's a, a couple couple more uh, a couple hundred more than an Xbox. You can buy an Xbox Series S and X for the cost of this, but the one thing you can't do is you can't take them outside. Mm-hmm. So this being portable is a full it's a full pc system you're getting uh uh you know 512 gigabytes of storage which is a you know i just had to buy a 512 uh, micro sd for my oled Mm -hmm. switch and um so that's that was a a thing it has a custom amd zen 4 uh, apu Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a pretty beefy system honestly like looking at it uh they've got a a 1080 screen that's going to be 120 hertz it's an lcd not an oled which i don't blame them for because the lcds are just a lot cheaper but it's going to be a seven inch uh it's going to have a one usb uh, c port um a pcie port which is kind of interesting uh and then a headphone jack obviously this thing only comes in at 1.3 pounds which i think is fantastic and they're saying that the battery life is going to be about eight hours which is nuts like mm-hmm. that's a heavy amount of time for a handheld way better than a steam deck too yeah
0: um so and a playstation 4 controller or 5 controller <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> take that console war take that you <laughs> symmetrical control stick bastards mm-hmm. uh i i love this i i can't afford it because of of just like how much it is right now mm-hmm. um but this is one of those things that i am so excited to see and I'm and I'm even more excited to see that there's a partnership with Microsoft on this, because we talked a, a, a while back about, you know, whether I whether we think like Xbox will be moving into a handheld territory. Um, I Sam with, wrote in that question last week. Yeah. So I and and, and this is something that I, I'm i I'm falling more in line with with your mentality of it. Um, and, and I know that you had a great interview uh, with with Lord Cognito from the Iron Lords podcast about this as mm-hmm. well, too. And, you know, the general consensus is no, Xbox is probably not going to get into the handheld market, but they are definitely going to partner with third party manufacturers to help support Xbox being available on those devices. And I think that's kind of where their key is. Obviously, they're going with mobile. They want to go with handheld if possible. I think Mm -hmm. if Nintendo was open to like a, a deal, I think they are open to a deal. I think it's just a matter of like what that deal's terms are obviously right. they're going to be uh, offering support with call of duty if the deal goes through for the abk thing uh mm-hmm. but it would still be f- fan freaking tastic if you had an xbox game pass app on that switch and you could mm-hmm. stream your content um to your switch because dude i was i was watching twitter or i was watching twitch on on the switch the other night mm-hmm. and i was watching a cc streamer and i was like imagining what it would be like to be able to do that and with the rogue alley i think you'll be able to do that i think This is definitely going to be an enthusiast market, kind of like the PSVR 2 is, but having native downloads on a handheld for Xbox games is kind of nuts in a world where we're seeing- In a world. In a a world where gaming is done via cloud, (laughs) having native downloads on a handheld is almost archaic and yet Mm -hmm. so sexy. Yeah, because you're not going to have to have that latency issue. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens with this, uh, because they're already talking about how um, it does come with Windows 11. A lot of people not happy with Windows 11 uh, as far as like the OS on a handheld, um, but they are able to confirm that you can install the Steam OS, which is a lot more handheld friendly on there, which at that point, what you're basically doing is buying a steam deck that is uh ef- effectively better than an actual steam deck so you're, you're getting like that that top tier one um, but you're gonna have to put some work into these i'm looking forward to a day when we have something that is on the level of something between a steam deck and a switch and can can kind of do what what we're looking to have it do like i don't, I don't need it to have 120 hertz i'd be happy with like a 1080 screen uh at 60 hertz um and a five hour battery life that can play games on like medium settings and and still but still have native downloads so if we can get there i think i think the market would be a lot more receptive i think you might be a lot more receptive to having that but i know that you do most of your gaming like when you get home and you've you know you've got your nice tv and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's that's generally where you prefer to play it so do you do any kind of like handheld at all when it comes to, to gaming outside of like your phone i play on my phone
0: yeah i have just that. two two or three games i play on my phone um and that's about it uh, but that's not to say i wouldn't you know mm-hmm. but i mean like would i spend seven hundred dollars to
1: play the rogue ally no you're not you know even know I mean? spending 400 on a second monitor like not Which right run? now. I just bought the computer. <laughs> Jeez.
0: So much pressure. Okay. So much pressure.
1: But you know, like um,
0: it's something I would do if I had it, but I don't have it. It's like VR. If I had it, yes,
1: but I don't yeah. have it. So That's fair. I don't blame you for that. But yeah, I yeah. I think it'll be really great to see this. Um, I, I love that they're working with Microsoft to to be able to get like game pass on there and get game pass. Like you get, get you a few a few months at least worth mm-hmm. of uh, game pass. But it's, it's going to see like this is, this is going to be like one of those like, oh, it didn't sell well. They're cutting projections kind of thing. Like I already anticipate that because this is already a pretty pricey thing to be able to jump into. But I think the people that jump into it are going to praise the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you
0: are absolutely right. Uh, but I'm interested to see how it goes. And, and if it opens doors, I'm, I'm there for those doors to be opened. So yeah, for what you will. Uh, smaller story as well this week. Gears Five and several other big titles have just gotten to GeForce Now. That's exciting. and know GeForce Now cloud gaming uh, comes up every time ABK seems to be brought up uh, because the cloud gaming market is what led to the CMA blocking it in the UK. Uh, but it's pretty cool that Deathloop, Grounded, Pentiment, Gears uh, are all hitting in the month of May. That's exciting. Gears Five is great. I still want to play that with you. Um, I even put it in in our Discord that I someone needs to help me motivate you to play Gears Five because it's just that good. Uh, I thought that I mean, was really cool. It's just really. a timing
1: thing. Just say like, hey. Okay. I mean Quit I, your I'm,
0: job? I'm gonna be on summer break. We'll have time together. Just just tell them you're busy. Tell your work you're busy. That's that works. Yep. I sorry, can't come into work. I am busy. Luke, my <laughs> co-host for the Xbox uh, expansion pass would like to play
1: games and that's how it is. Your Patreon money can fund (laughs) my job. We'll do this. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to get a
0: monitor. (laughs) Um, I also uh, wanted to point people to anything that they missed from this past week. Creator Talk with Miles Dampierre. Last uh, case of Benedict Fox interview that is out now. It's pretty cool. Um, I have not secured my next interviews. I need a break while school Winds down, so I'm taking a small breather, but then uh, I think you'll see some stuff start popping up. Oddly enough, around showcase time, not intended to be actually, but pretty darn cool. Um, and then, kind of as I finished up Jedi and I finished up Redfall, and we had so many big games, Logan, uh, I needed a palate cleanser ahead of some of the other stuff we're reviewing. And so, I've been playing Ravenlock. Which is an absolute joy of a game. The Muffin Mon recommended this. We got a review code. It's also on Game Pass. This is a beautiful, charming game that I would recommend to everybody if you need a palate cleanser. Very simple, hack and slash, lighthearted, fairy tale adventure. Um, very Alice in Wonderland. But like I was thinking of several members of our Discord who are, are our parents uh, or enjoy like lighthearted affairs. And it is a really fun game. And it's very short, too. People are saying three and four hours. I'm in my sixth hour and having a blast and I'm not done. Um, Mm. It's enjoyable and simple and easy. And after doing some of these intricate games, it's a nice, nice relaxing game to play. I recommend this one for sure. That's cool.
1: Yeah, this is one of those ones that I think it looks great. I I've gotten too much on my plate right now to Mm -hmm. to to like I'm looking over at the at the dessert tray over there that says Ravenlock. And I'm like, yeah, it looks good, but I, I legit ordered everything that I thought I was going to eat and I'm, and I'm, and I'm already full and I haven't even gotten halfway through my plate. So this it, Ravenlock is definitely one that I think if you, if you're looking for something that is shorter, uh, like you're in between stuff right now, like you're waiting for Diablo four, or you're waiting for street fighter, or you're waiting for, you know, something else coming out and you're like, oh, I don't have anything to jump into. Like Jedi was the last one uh then Ravenlock, you know good fun drop in have some fun yeah. with that especially because it's on game pass
0: yes 100 percent. however i would not been uh, not have been upset if i had spent 20 bucks on this one easy you know not yeah. at all that's a team i want to talk to as well um, how
1: many double downs would you give it like eight nine?
0: Here we are. out of ten you asked me this last week and i don't feel like i answered it properly i feel like i'm supposed to commit to saying that double downs is a rating system. But the problem is I don't like double downs. So is yeah. more double downs good in this terrible rating system that I now have to participate yes. in? Yeah. The more All
1: KFC right. double downs you eat, the better it is. So how many double downs? I would, would die at
0: five. So five is my max double down. Okay. So okay. it's five I would, out of five. Yeah. Uh, okay. Redfall was three. I'm going to amend that from last week, given this <laughs> new, uh, This is a four. This is a four double downs. Four double
1: downs. Think of all that meat you're just putting in your mouth right now. (laughs) So gross. All right. Uh, Let's do some
0: listener questions and then get out of here, my friend. This first question, it comes from Matt Without Fear. He writes in over on Patreon and says, with so many live service games closing recently, with a number of high-profile single-player games all releasing this year, and doing stellar numbers, Hogwarts Legacy, Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Do you think that market, the market and publishers are shifting away from live service or at least trying to find a better balance? Uh, man, um, I think they're trying to find a better balance because you look at Sony, they've invested a number of uh, studios and finances into multiplayer live service Arenas, that's what literally why they bought Bungie was to bring that knowledge base in. Uh there was another studio they brought in with that same knowledge base. Um I don't think live service games are going the way of the dodo at all, but I do think given the expensive buy-in for any title right now, the gamble is different per. So if you're going to do a single player narrative, you want to establish IP. If you're going to do a multiplayer uh centric game, you're going to have to go in big to make it work and work well so i think that's you're, you're seeing a rebalancing i don't think they're gun shy to do single player stuff anymore the way they were five years ago six years ago
1: i honestly i think this is just the market f- ebb and flow i think mm-hmm. Sur- survivor Tears of the kingdom hogwarts legacy these are all titles that have been in the works for years and it's it takes a long time for these games to be to be made so the fact that they're all they're all coming out now it's just a it's just a timing thing. I think it's just a, a matter of the fact that that these just happen to all hit around the same time because of delays. like Zelda got delayed, Jedi got delayed, Hogwarts got delayed, and they all just happened to fall within the same year. I, I don't necessarily think that the live service games closing is an indication that this is a shifting away from uh, live service games because there's still plenty out there that are that are doing just fine sea of thieves mm-hmm. destiny 2 uh halo infinite's just we just talked about it getting into its stride just getting into its it's uh kind of rhythm mm-hmm. so i think this is just one of those moments where we just happen to have a lot of titles that were being built over the last five six years finally coming into their own and finally getting released and it just happened to be this this just happened to be the year that every because last year nothing nothing mm-hmm. really came out so this is the year where everything got pushed to with that cat is angry in the background there. That's she misses me. She's oh. and that's that's motion sensor. She's the one that she's sitting outside the door. She's like I love you. Open the door. It's also like 14 minutes from their feeding time, so that oh, automatic yeah. feeder is going to go off and then they're going to run away. Bring bring motion sensor in. I'll read Rithgod's question. If you want
0: to bring motion sensor in. <laughs> it's up to you. Uh Rithgod writes in over on Twitter. He says Phil said our digital libraries are what bind us to an ecosystem. Could an Xbox, for example, offer the top 10 best rated or popular games for free to entice people? Games like Call of Duty, Red Dead, GTA, FIFA, Halo, Forza, Gears, etc. Um, Rithgod, absolutely. I think that is a possibility, but there's a lot of complexities that come with that. In terms of Forza, Gears, Halo, you're already getting that with your Game Pass subscription, and that's established and comfortable with the idea of call of duty there's complexity given that there's a marketing deal in place with sony and sony often builds things in to say hey don't do that exact thing that you're talking about red dead gta are different beasts altogether. red dead a dead uh interest level they've uh, rock kind of pulled a lot of what they were doing with red dead online red dead uh single player uh, much to the chagrin of logan
1: they've done that dirty
0: yeah They done did it dirty. GTA uh, is preparing for its next beast. We've seen them do marketing stuff here and there. Um, I don't think you're selling Xboxes by doing that. I don't think you're selling Game Pass by doing that because a lot of that's already available via Game Pass. We've seen GTA in there. The only thing that hasn't been in there from your list is COD uh, because EA Play makes FIFA available. So your point is well taken. I just don't think that's the avenue, at least not in the ways, ways that we've seen it. So,
1: take that. I missed time.
0: the question. Uh, it was Phil's question about how we build digital libraries, uh, or it was Rish God's question, and and so you know. uh, let's go to Todd Oxter's question. He says, "What new first party IP from the series SX no longer, uh, n- no prior gen IP will be their system seller? Is it even announced?" So basically, what from the series SX generation is a system seller? It's Starfield. Starfield is that's, yeah. that's what, whether you whether it's good or bad, it's the system seller
1: um i think we're gonna get a, I think we're gonna get a preview of a xbox series x of that is themed after starfield on the showcase at, at the starfield showcase i would not be surprised if that was thing hi baby i love motion
0: sensor uh jumping in on that one uh if you're not watching the video version getting all cute same thing uh and erica Lindbeck loved motion sensor oh really yes yeah,
1: yeah, yeah she did she had, she had a good time
0: Uh, let's see Edward Varnell from the Nintendo Pal block podcast he has two questions because we we missed one from last week so I want to give him his due time first question says just like Nintendo when they sold rare to Microsoft do you think Microsoft would sell their Slipspace engine to Nintendo or even license it do you think they Mm -hmm. would watch Nintendo what Nintendo does and learn Metroid on Slipspace could happen I don't think that uh, I don't think Microsoft is watching Nintendo and learning. Uh, they, they are very clearly doing a very different strategy to their benefit because their IP doesn't match Nintendo's in the ways that it would need to. But as far as selling SlipSpace, there's a world where I think that happens. I doubt there's interest in SlipSpace given mi- Microsoft's uh, inability to get the, the the Halo Infinite kind of cruiser running there. Um, but I would, I mean, sure, if you can can license that engine out, why not? Why not? Uh, because it will build <laughs> partnerships and it, get you some return on investment there
1: edward Edward posed an interesting thing that i and it's interesting because he he talks about when when they sold rare to microsoft um i wonder what would happen if if microsoft sold rare back to nintendo because that would that would bring in no <laughs> no.
0: No. I look, man, hey, Tears of the Kingdom is is incredible for those users and I've I not dove in, but like there's no Sea of Thieves Tech needs power and what they know that that game can run on a potato
1: i can tell you right now that game will run on a potato you can put that you can put it in potato mode i've seen it it looks like an n64 game when the lod doesn't work and the islands look like they're polygons you could make it work no i i think i think with the with the question here if if microsoft would sell their slip space engine to nintendo or even license it do you think they would watch what Nintendo doesn't learn. I think if you had a team that was interested in using that engine, I would love to see like what they could do with it. Stop biting it. Work. Um, she's biting my microphone arm now at this point. Uh, Cause she just wants pets. And uh, so I, I think it would be interesting to see more so what game freak would do with the slip space engine with their Pokemon game. Cause I think that that world is better built for open world streaming and right now the one of the biggest issues with the pokemon games is is that a lot of their content is not streaming fast enough when you're moving around in the world like there's so much pop in there's so much loading uh there's so much like texture issues with that Mm -hmm. that i think if you gave them access to the slip space engine first off there'd be like a huge amount of time of like learning how to use that, uh, mm-hmm. that they would have to overcome because a custom engine, something like that is almost impossible to to be able to drop in and, and start to work and do well with. Um, just ask the the coalition like how they're dealing with uh, Unreal Engine Five. And, and mm-hmm. there's reasons why you saw teasers for little things that they were doing with that, plus like the matrix demo, like they're playing around with Unreal to get custom to to five and they've they're already familiar with Unreal. So I think there would be an interesting thing that Nintendo could do with a slip space engine if they gave it to game freak, but there would be uh, a lot of interest. But I think, I think what the, the, the heart of Ed's question here is, is could we see a Metroid that, that plays as well as a halo given the, the shooter? Like I, like having, there is a world where Metroid is, is the next halo. And we just haven't seen that yet.
0: I, I wish they would invest in Metroid the way I want them to.
1: (sighs) I know, and Star Fox. I know, God, and Star Fox too. Like, dude, can you imagine with uh, with with like if they had Slip Space and they did they used the Slip Space engine to to make another Star Fox game? Oh, oh, it'd be so great. It'd be so. All great. right, yeah. Last this question this question.
0: week uh, from Edward again. It says, if you had to narrate a historic documentary on an Xbox product or game, what would you choose and what would you avoid? he would do one on Blue Dragon. That's a great choice. So if you had to narrate a historic documentary for an Xbox product, I would want to narrate... Um, I'm torn between the S controller on the original Xbox or the first Connect, And I think I want to go first Connect because that was a hugely successful peripheral. Um, whether we liked it or not, Like that thing sold in droves and built a legacy that damned the Xbox One. So I think I would want to narrate the first connect, and that would be what I would want to narrate. And what I would avoid? What would I avoid? You mean like a product I would avoid? Like maybe um, gears tactics. Nobody needs to hear that story yet. It's not ready. Mm. You know, maybe later on. I I feel like I I don't feel like I answered that second part of his question well. But but yeah, I really want to hear the story of connect. I think that's the story to tell.
1: I think that's an interesting one given the life that it's had post Xbox One. Mm. Cause it's it's amazing to see what people have done with that camera and, and that device in general. Like dude, that those those connect cameras are used in like paranormal research so much. Mm-hmm. It's nuts how much I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're just using a connect to a laptop, but that's what they, that's what people are using. The camera was amazing. The software and stuff that they used for that was great. Um, It's kind of cheating, but, I was actually already in a historic document for an Xbox game. Unfair. That's cheating, but super cool. To <laughs> tell everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, I was already in. So like, if you guys don't know, a uh, sea of thieves ha- recently had their fifth anniversary. Uh, there was a documentary that came out for the making of sea of thieves that I was actually in. Mm-hmm. So technically I've already done it. Um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but if I had to pick, a historic documentary for an Xbox product. I would love to, I'd love to, I mean, the Xbox, the S controller uh, beyond the Duke um, is a fantastic pull and the connect is, is right up there with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, honestly, I really loved the videos about the Xbox series X teardown. Uh, Yeah but I would love to hear the the story of the S because it, it not only right. did it have like a really, it had a really comical Stein shout out to Stein on the Xbox account. The main one, the, the monkey gif. Yeah, that was when good. the, when the leak came out about it just before the announcement, but I would have loved to, I would love to hear the story in the process of them wanting to develop the Xbox series X, but why they decided to go with the Xbox series S mm-hmm. and how you know where where were they looking to to develop the 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 hardware for that? Why they wanted to go with that? Was it in response to the Switch? Like, mm-hmm. did they want to have a high end for the PlayStation fans? Did they want to have a low end for the Nintendo fans? Was that their like? That's a story that I would love to to be a part of to to help narrate. And if there was one that I wanted to avoid, um. I, I would probably, it would probably be the Xbox one generation, um, <laughs> just because like, that's just a story of, of people who are in the wrong places, who honestly just smart people in the wrong places. Yeah. Smart people in the wrong places, good people like trying to do what they can with, with a product, but just not understanding what, what should have been the focus um Mm -hmm. ahead of their time in some aspects but i i just i wouldn't want to have to rehash that i think it's too soon i think it's a well worth
0: time for people to go watch the xbox documentary they put out last year because that sheds different light on don matrick in a way that some people still don't realize because he had some really good concepts ideas but also he wasn't the driving force behind some of the things that that he's attributed to some of the things that i attributed to him as well worth your time to watch is all i will say yeah all right uh guys if you enjoy xcp and you're willing to drop a tip into the tip jar feel free to check us out on patreon patreon.com slash xbox expansion pass we appreciate so many of you guys we're almost to 30 which is incredible thank you guys um and of course if you don't uh have the finances or want to finance times are tough whatever it is like share subscribe retweet all that stuff makes a difference as do reviews we are greatly appreciative of that um you can find me on twitter at insipid ghost and XEP on all your podcast services as well as youtube
1: logan where can they find you and what should they be looking forward to on it on kill halt uh keep an eye out on keel podcast um i'm going to be talking about mystery 2 i think this week uh because Shout out to George Orton uh, over there, who, who is uh, one of the devs, one of the engineers and not engineers, but like, one well, an engineer in puzzle aspects. But uh, going to be talking about Mystery 2 this week, as well as uh, some of the controversies going on with the, the community and and some of the patches that we got. So keeping an ear out for that if you like Sea of Thieves. Uh, otherwise, you can hit me up over on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, or in the Discord, uh, for the the patrons, if you want to chat with me over there as well, too. Um, and shout out to uh, uh CJ Super Pack over at the Player One Podcast for um hooking us up with uh some some humanity codes for PlayStation, because if you guys don't yeah, know, he did. he, he, he released a game, and it's called Humanity. And if you love lemmings, or you love puzzles, or you love Shebas, that's a great game. Go play that game. I hope. So
0: testing for that that's oh you I
1: did the name. yeah i was allowed to tell i was allowed to talk about it
0: just to be clear oh. um but i yeah, yeah i got to say that i helped out which is kind of cool
1: i too got to help
0: out yeah that's fun you got to say yeah yeah we were allowed to say that i that's think i'm we're allowed to say, to say that yep you i are. helped and that's it i <laughs> helped all right guys that's it for us have a great rest of your week take care